Pursue your purpose, speak your truth, deal with adult bullies, cope with failure, live beyond fear, establish values, set boundaries, move past trauma. These are all the themes in my Amazon bestseller, The Smart Girls Handbook. Tribers, get in close. For 15 years, I have been searching for a book that didn't exist. So I am thrilled to share that I decided to write it. The Smart Girls Handbook is available to buy now from wherever you get your books and also in Canada, the United States of America, New Zealand and Australia. Everything we do is a response to something you have asked for and girl have you been begging me for a book for years. Who is it for you? The reviews are outstanding, the press has been phenomenal and I am overwhelmed by the amazing support it has had already. This isn't my book but our book. I realised after my talks around the world women would be queuing for hours just to ask me one question. I didn't want them to just walk away but to have a tangible source to have forever and this is it. This is refreshing never before read content that will inspire, motivate, empower, inform and entertain you. It's full of my personal development tips that have got me living as my most authentic and highest self, literally glowing from within. My most vulnerable moments and hilarious stories that will resonate with you. The Smart Girls Handbook is a celebration of womanhood and the book missing from your library. So grab your copy today, tag me on Instagram at smartgirltribe and I will send you an exclusive gift just to say thank you. Hello Tribers, welcome back to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. With Valentine's Day shortly upon us, I thought there is no better time than the present to invite a love expert onto the podcast. This is the very first time we have invited a Twin Flames expert onto the podcast. Twin Flames are completely different from soulmates and I'm thrilled to have got in Dr. Harmony who provides such an insightful, beautiful episode on Twin Flames and love. Hi Dr. Harmony, thank you so much for coming on to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast today. Can you please explain what a Twin Flame is for anyone who doesn't know? Absolutely, Scarlett, and thank you for having me. And I'm um, very excited to be here and share information because this is really an infamous question that is coming about for so many people that are waking up on this journey recently. And I call it an awakening because it literally is something that a lot of people, even myself included, was even after being a healer for 25 years and on a transformational journey awakened. I, when I heard the term twin flame six years ago, I called all my spiritual advisor teachers and also my spiritual friends and said, have you ever heard of a twin flame? And every one of them said, yes. So what I will say is while people are waking up so quickly in this and um, it can be so confusing because so many people are awakening up to this right now, that it's more confusing than ever to really identify who your twin flame is based on the history of what we've been shown. So a twin flame technically is a fragment of yourself. They are your mirrored reflection of a soul contract that you've made since the beginning of time that represents a connection within your soul body, not you know your spiritual body. And of course you have two individual physical bodies, but they really are just reflecting you to become your best version in this particular life and in this particular mission and today as we all wake up. So they're becoming like a mirrored reflection of you. 
that represents all the shadows, all the suppression, all the pain, everything inside of yourself that you have not connected to. So where, and this is kind of jumping ahead, but where a twin flame kind of comes into this, I'm sorry, where a soulmate comes into this, a soulmate is somebody you're super familiar with and makes you feel very comfortable and you've had many lifetimes with and you have connected with in such a way that they feel so comfortable and so much like home. And they can actually have such soul contracts now that it's pulling out the codependencies within you in order to purge out those dysfunctional relationships. Because a twin flame journey is about resolving a dysfunctional relationship. And the only way you can dissolve a dysfunctional relationship is create a new type of relationship with yourself. So to do that, it's more about self-love. So a twin flame will reflect to you all of your wounds, all of your pains, all of your insecurities, but they will leave you left to heal on your own so that you can heal all these aspects of you that you've separated from, you haven't felt, or maybe you've never experienced in this lifetime from a lot of women are shifting from very masculine roles into these femininity. And as we do that, we're expressing and experiencing emotions that we've never understood before and feelings that we don't know how to process. And so it's about really releasing all the toxicity and the codependency that we have filled a void outside of us. Our, our inside void comes from filling all these things from outside of us that we're filling ourselves up with these things. And, and that's where a soulmate will kind of be that person that comes in and fills the void and keeps you feeling comfortable. Okay. A twin flame will be like, reflect all of this to you, but they will like leave you in the dust and in the dark to figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. So talking about soul contracts, then what is a soul contract? Okay. So a soul contract is something that our, our soul's evolution makes within our own personal soul, first of all. So when we are a spiritual being coming to human for a physical experience, the whole goal is lessons to evolve spiritually and to personally grow. And so through the evolution of the soul, then technically we assign and uh, connect with people in our monad, our soul group, our soul family, and say, let's contract together to teach each other these things. And so this is predestined. This is prior to us entering each lifetime from one incarnation to the next. And so that's why in this monad where we have many different soulmates that we revisit each different lifetime and why they feel comfortable. And they can be friends, family you know, a lover, of course, but um, we basically, these are a higher level contract within our soul agreements together that they're going to help us basically heal this trauma and these wounds or create these experiences that trigger us to see the wounds in ourselves. And so we can do this on a couple of planes. So first we, when we make these contracts, we take vows that we are going to pay off debts for the collective for what we've learned, what we've learned, we're paying back. So we will clear collectively, but our 
karmic vows are the ones we make in each life that say, this is what I want to learn this life. This is what I'm going to go experience this life. And we've done this so many times that now in this particular incarnation and this particular time and space for so many reasons, we're purging all of that collectively. And so we're releasing all the debts, all the vows. And, and to give you an example, what those might be. So vows would be something like persecution um, to experience that, to suppress our expression, um, chastity or uh, celibacy saying, I'm going to cut ties to being intimate in this life. There's a lot of things we want to learn. So we, re- we plan it before we come and we plan it this lifetime. And so we're clearing this stuff out to purify our soul. And that is really what's happening in this, what I call plandemic. And that's why so many people are waking up to more of this consciousness, a higher plane than ever before. And it can be super confusing because technically everyone is our mirror, but there is the one with the twin flame that is coming in to present to you at the highest level that's going to be the highest version of you as you progress through this evolution of yourself and self-mastery. So a twin flame really is about your self-mastery and self-actualization journey. And so they awaken you in such a way that you learn how to fill the void from within. So when Hollywood in particular, films I'm thinking of, encourage this idea that you will meet the one or a soulmate, that's actually wrong. Yes. And that's where just kind of, that is true, but we've all kind of been, that's been a program, right? That's a program we've all been taught that we're now waking up to being like, oh, there's more, but wait, there's more. The idea though, is that when you become healed, whole and complete enough from within, and you become balanced within that now you're ready from that self mastery to be able to master the dance within with your lover. And we're also doing that collectively, which is why more twin flames in the history of time are waking up to this consciousness, waking up to this term, waking up to this connection. And so like when they teach us, it's a soulmate and the soulmate is not what it technically is, the, what we're told it is, the soulmate connection now I'm sorry, the twin flame connection now is literally the soulmate connection we've thought of. Mm-hmm. However, it's not that initially, but the goal of the twin flames and their mastery is once that they've mastered this within, they choose to master it together. And then that can harmonize in itself once both partners have evolved enough to complete enough self-mastery to be able to even take on that challenge, because that's even a bigger challenge to bring that into its own rhythm. Okay. So am I right in thinking then that you will have a twin flame and they are really here to challenge you, whereas you'll have many soulmates and they're really here to make you feel comfortable? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's fascinating. And are there any synonyms to a twin flame? For example, I have also heard of the term mirror soul. Is that Mm -hmm. the same thing? It's not exactly the same thing. So, I mean, it kind of is, but just to give you an idea, like from 
this journey. And the, and the reason I keep kind of going back to the idea, this is so collective as, and why I said, I started this with how confusing it is to identify your twin flame in this time and space and reality, because everyone is our mirrored reflection as we go through the mastery. And so a mirrored soul, like I've actually went through this and I've went through many types of what felt like and looked like on paper, a twin flame experience or a twin flame. And through the process, each time, what I discovered is there were another aspect of me that pointed me back to me. And that my experience with them literally was an experience for me to collect the fragment of myself that they, they shined light on through the darkness of the experience in order for me to see that reflection of myself, to be able to see it, heal it, and collect that aspect and so I'm no longer separating from that side of myself. And so the separation, when we talk about a twin flame separation, the separation is really inside when we, when we go into that separation because they're bringing us back to us. So to kind of go back and answer your question about the mirrored soul. So we can have, and I'm even going to backtrack that just so it makes a little more sense through kind of like, I'm going to kind of do it in a hierarchy kind of situation. So we have karmic partners. And those karmic partners are literally anyone that can show up. And our twin flame can also represent the karmic side and to help us purge this, dependent upon the time frame of when we actually meet. Okay. But that karmic connection is helping us do the purge of these things that I mentioned. So they can be karmic soulmates, technically. So soulmates can be the ones that are very loving, but soulmates can also be the ones that shine dark, you know, darkness on us or reflect darkness to us to where we are light, finding our own light within that as well. So as we then go through this process, what I've discovered is that because everyone is becoming such high consciously evolved people. And everyone's about creating more self-love and connecting to vibration and increasing their frequency on this ascension journey that we're transcending these lower limitations and shifting from fear to freedom. We're all going through a bandwidth of energy here, and we're all kind of being portaled in um, through or funneled in, I should say, through this portal that's we're all coming together and we're dotting I's crossing T's and we're all a little piece of the puzzle to help each other accelerate the process. So it's speeding up the process for us to do what we need to do. So for me, a mirrored soul, or what I also have been called ascension teachers, they come in as just vibrating at the same frequency. You know, we maybe like have connected in other planes or dimensions or energies and maybe, or may or may not have been soulmates, but they weren't really here to teach me the deep stuff. They were just kind of plugging my leaks in order for me to practice out what I was learning or to see something more or to see something deeper or to see the repetitive pattern. So these are what I would term as the mirrored souls because they're still reflecting, they're still showing, they're still getting you ready for that experience that you want. Now, the thing that gets confusing, can this be one person with all the way through that process? It can. It can be your twin flame that takes you through the whole thing but not always. And this is what's so confusing. It's not as cookie cutter as what people think. And so like to get to like the twin flame, number one is your heart and soul is going to know it. It won't be a question in your being. 
And if you're having that that sense of doubt most of the time, or let's just say that they're also in other karmic relationships because they need to finish karmic contracts with other people themselves. The goal in this is that you in this mirrored reflection of any one of these people, and I don't care if it's the twin flame or not, you got to learn that you are the one. And then at the end of the day, what I learned from all of these people feeling at first, like they could be the one or they could be the one. I realized that each one reflected to me that I was becoming the one. Mm -hmm. And so through the process, I found me, I discovered me. And then I did go into the alignment of the one. And that's its whole another part of the journey. And I revisited every part of the journey and the preparation. And I even had in the beginning of this, my awakening of the twin flame journey was connected to um, a very deep soulmate and brother and sister, many past lives that we, we woke up together through this process. And he was the one that awakened me to the twin flame concept and the similarities that you're kind of referring to in this and the synchronicities, like we both were chiropractors. Um, we went to chiropractic school together. We both got married like a day apart of the same year in chiropractic school. Everything about our lives were just so similar in certain ways that everything was pointing in the direction of this awakening and these signs and synchronicities that made it look like we were twins. Now, we didn't have the intimate relationship like twins can or should, and twins may or may not have, like, their purpose to be here might be different than the experience of the intimacy itself. But what I do know is that regardless of what that looks like from, like, a person wherever you're at, when you become your best version, you're going to be experiencing it, whether it is the one or not, and it's kind of like learning to lose the label in this. And I kind of teach that because if somebody gets too much of a bullseye onto that label, then they can restrict themselves from being open to do the journey of having these other people come in and holding the space for one person, which can become toxic in itself and become very disempowering. And so basically um, in my journey in that, I had someone that I thought was the one, but I also knew we didn't have an intimate relationship. And I wrote an entire book about my process of that. And then I was shown later that um, he was more of a catalyst and that I kept seeing these other um, teachers and going through mirrored souls. And I was repeating the same things I went through with him. And then I started like being able to do it like a science project, because basically my background is in science as, as a chiropractor and all the quantum physics and the healing and the, all that science, I was able to take energies of polarities of masculine and feminine and be able to understand how those things flow together in unity. And I realized that the unity of this technically is creating the balance and the unity of your own inner masculine and feminine energies. And as you do that, you become complete and whole. Now you attract towards you more of a complete and whole person. And so I then realized as I went through this, the one I thought was the one was merely a catalyst that really opened me up, awakened me. 
Had I stayed focused like some people do on that one, I would have been staying limited, stuck, going through repeated patterns, staying in a maze, staying, you know, not evolving. And that's why we have we have to stay open to everything in this journey, but attached to nothing or no one. Because at the end of the day, you will find your twin flame inside of yourself. And then that you will attract who you are as you evolve into the greatest version of yourself. So we could approach or come across really our twin flame at any stage. And there are huge pros for us meeting them, our twin flames, because they are going to push us in a direction that ultimately is going to lead us to becoming our best, highest selves. Have I got that right? That's correct. That's correct. And that's a good point and example because you might come together for the awakening and then there's actually more happening in that silence and that separation that's preparation for yourself than if you were together because you never would have learned what you need to learn if it was just like a soulmate and happy go lucky and get married and live with you know in a house with a white picket fence you wouldn't be learning what you came here to learn if it were that easy do we want to marry our twin flames or is it just someone we want to encounter and ultimately let this what you call a separation happen I think both are crucial because at the end of the day, the goal of the twin flame relationships as a collective is to redefine dysfunctional relationships. So that means in order to do that, not only do you have to heal yourself, you actually have to create the new template for those relationships, meaning they have to evolve. They have to come into reunion. Mm -hmm. They have to come together because if they didn't, we wouldn't be following this plan all the way through that's a collective assignment to heal dysfunctional relationships. But in initial stages, until you go through that process of becoming whole and complete and finding that self-love within and becoming empowered, you technically aren't ready to go have the relationship with that person. Because I personally have now recently, last year, I actually was at a place that I thought was whole, complete, ready, and empowered. And I had this vision that I would attract my whole, complete partner that would be, you know, you come together, happy-go-lucky, and now we're, we've done it. We've got here. We're, you know, up here in this mountain. We're going to meet here, and it's going to just, we're going to take off and do our mission, and, you know, all these things that we think happen. Well, I did this ritual of calling in love where I cleared out space in my bedroom, in my bed. And I have a YouTube playlist where I actually did this live on YouTube. And I've had a lot of people over the last year. It was calling it, it was, um, it's called um, Calling in Love for 2021. And uh, it's about creating space for love. And so that's the other thing is we do need to create space for it because of all the experiences that we've went through. If we still have walls of protection and we still have wounds or we're still being triggered, we can't have that unconditional depths of love, which is why we go through the pain we go through in these separations and these heartbreaks, because to know great love, we've had to experience great pain. And there's no way around it because it's creating the dichotomy of both sides of ourselves, good and bad. And this is going back to kind of like that feminine masculine balance. We have to experience all of this. 
So last year, I was in the most empowered, freest, most liberated state of my life in January. And by the end of January, I contracted COVID and got knocked to my knees. And I've been digging my way pretty much out of hell over through the last year. And, you know, I feel like this year in January, I'm kind of back to that cycle and circle. But the whole thing was part of me creating space and opening up for the one. I had to really let it into that level. And I was misindependent. And it didn't matter at that point if I had somebody or didn't, I could keep going. And sometimes when we are... Like my whole life has been about being alone and being okay with being alone. And I don't know the sense of codependency. So I'd never been codependent on one in in any form because of how independent I was. I need to understand how to need someone. I need to understand how to be taken care of. And I was put through the experience of being in bed for two and a half months alone by myself, going through a pit of hell trying to navigate life and in every area of my life by myself, me and my dog. And I knew it was a soul calling. I knew quickly that what was happening inside of me was opening me up to allow someone to take care of me. And so what I will also say in that is then I called him in and I felt him come in sooner. And I was feeling it sooner, but I had to be knocked down a few notches in a way. I'd reached this level of such higher state empowerment. I couldn't see I had to, because I thought if I wasn't that empowered, how am I going to attract my powered person? (laughs) Right. And so basically, and I also didn't think it was fair to them because I knew in my world, it was going to be somewhat empowered. Yeah. But what I had to do was go through an experience to kind of like knock me down a few notches to be open to receive to a level I never knew mm-hmm. because I know I went from not knowing how, like from never knowing what it's like to feel alone, to not knowing how to survive alone, literally in my life and not from a codependent state, literally the needs of your everyday essentials. Mm-hmm. And I had a very loving mother, but I couldn't receive it my whole life. Does everyone have a twin flame? Yes. Everyone does. How many? Do we have one or do we have multiple? So we have only, you can only have one twin flame that is the one that you split that I referred to. Okay. But you can have multiple experiences because you are the journey. Okay. You see what I'm saying? You're on a journey that's a twin flame journey that's like this awakening and this magnetic shift inside of you that's going to attract to you who you need to go through the process Mm -hmm. so our twin flame when there's a separation is this separation almost guaranteed when we ultimately come across our twin flame are we more likely to not be with them than to be with them Yes. And there's a couple of things to that. So one is the answer to that really depends on how much work and mastery you've done prior. Both of you have done, not just one. Okay. So it depends on the mastery you both have done. And I can tell you right now, had I not been at the place of mastery, I was, I couldn't have done what it's taken to bring it home. 
And we're still like in a state of harmonizing and learning the rhythm of life, you know, but we did go through a sense of what most people would consider the separation after we were married in a sense that like we, we didn't physically like separate, but we did energetically because we had to each go and heal. And there were past lives that still came up with him that we had to clear. So from what I'm seeing that in reunion, once you achieve it, you don't get out of still clearing what the two of you have together between you. And I actually had wrote about it. So everything I wrote about ended up coming to pass exactly the way I wrote it. And even though it came to pass in one, say, let's say it came to pass through my mind or what I was seeing or what I was experiencing it came to pass in my soul. Once I got here, mm-hmm. I embodied it. Um, I was like, wow, that's what I meant. Wow. And what questions can we ask someone to understand if they are our twin flame? Well, one of the things I would say about this, um, when you're in, if you're asking, are you asking just so I understand the question? Are you asking, asking that person specifically so that you know if they are or not? Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things that I have find the minute somebody brings that term up to the other person, if they're not ready to hear it, then that automatically virtually sends them running because it triggers so many things inside of them of meaning, oh, we're locked together. We're going to be together. And it gets the cart before the horse. So you really want this journey to organically unfold mostly the best you can. But one of the things, you know, I would say in that what twin flames do, they are all about truth and mirror, like in that mirrored reflection, they see within you deeper than you can see yourself. So you can't hide anything and everything that's been from the eternity is coming up to heal that now between the two of you from all of everything that you've done personally and together. And so at the deepest core of your being, you need to be very transparent and be seen. And a lot of people, they kind of hide if they know one is or isn't, they'll even hide that. They don't want, they're afraid, they'll, they'll actually be afraid they'll send him running by, you know, usually him, you know, when they say that, but it doesn't have male or female, masculine, and feminine, doesn't matter. It's literally energy. But they're, a lot of times they're afraid to bring this up. What I will say in that is it's not your action of what you do of to ask or not ask. It's your intention behind it. So if you have a fear of asking something and you're not asking it and you're withholding that because you're afraid it's going to send them running, then basically you're doing the opposite of what it is you need to be doing. Because technically that lesson and that mirrored reflection is I'm suppressing, I'm hiding, and I'm not being authentic, which is what this journey is about. So technically you need to be able to have that form of communication to ask and not be worried about what they do. Okay. So first and foremost, I wanted to say that because too many people have a hard time bringing it up or talking about it initially. So be as authentic as you can be as natural as you can be as expressive as you can and open as you can and try to speak from the heart and not the mind of doing it from a place of the fear of the outcomes. But when you can get into the heart, that's where your questions should come from. And your questions should come to what I've learned now that I've gotten further down this journey is what you should really be asking them to know if they're your twin flame or not is what are your values? 
You know, what are your core values? What do you desire? Do they align? And then first of all, most people don't know what that is within themselves. So it's like really taking an inventory within yourself to be ready. Like, what are my values? What do I desire? What is it that is my must haves kind of thing? And what can I let go of? And what, because one thing I will tell you, they can also be so opposite of you that you have to come into a place of radical acceptance to literally realize that those things are things you're to let go of. And you got to go to the core and the heart of what it is is the point and the purpose. And that's the depths of the love and the values and what your twin flame will help you do together evolve personally, but also the two of you together will create a life in any form, mission, purpose, just whatever you do will be bigger than you could have done alone. So I would recommend if somebody goes to ask questions and they think they're the twin flame, Instead of just saying, you know, anything about really like bringing up the whole concept of the twin flame, go into the energy of it and start asking questions about, you know, things that you desire, things you want, things that you make you passionate and see if they have any of the same values that you have, because it's the habits around that or the experience around that, that you don't need to focus on. You just need to focus on what it is that you guys have that you can build on. Because you have to find a place to bring that into form that is a unified foundation before everything else can be built on it. If it's a guarantee that we all have a twin flame, is it also a guarantee that we will all meet our twin flame? So yes and no. So it is guaranteed that we have them. And the question is, are they incarnated in this life or not? Okay. And so sometimes the twin, like, cause typically now I didn't say this part about the history and the history of twin flames. It's usually only 1% of the time in a lifetime that 1% of the people would ever meet much less merge and become in reunion with their twin flame. We're doing this for a collective mission of our planet right now to change the consciousness and to change and redefine the relationships and structures and rebuilding to a new earth, basically. And that's part of the biggest mission here of the Twin Flame journey. And so we're the assignment and the contract was that you agreed to help this collective mission and you agreed to help each other personally depends on a bandwidth of not reuniting to reuniting as to anywhere along that bridge that you may or may not. Okay. But one of the things I will say in that is to know that whether you do or you don't reunite, it's very important that you know that this is your journey and that you will still have love because that's where the people think that if I don't have that person, I'm settling for less than anyone else. And that is like false truth within yourself because is, and they're also don't think that they would find anything better. And what I will tell you is each time I like attracted a new teacher, a mirrored soul and an ascension teacher, they all met me at my next level. Mm -hmm. So each one got better than the next and they were all very magnetic and they were all no different than the whole twin flame process. I'm not going to say everybody's journey is that way. I think part of my assignment in that is to understand them. So I could technically code them and to be able to identify them so I can literally tell like where that is in the journey. But, you know, again, it's, it's everyone's personal journey. So it's, it's really about, you 
going back to it's a self-love revolution. The twin flame journey is a self-love revolution. You can say it all day long. You can write it down. But until you feel it, until you're living it, I always tell clients that, you know, if you want to be in a relationship and you're not dating, have a date night with yourself every week. You know, create the space for it. Have a date. Buy yourself flowers. Something I did was I would buy cards for every holiday for my beloved that were beautiful card, beautiful cards. I mean, like, you know, here in the States, like six, seven, eight, ten dollars a card. And then I put them in a box. And guess who's been getting cute, nice, fun cards now? I knew I would eventually give them to him. And so um, yeah. Wow. Have a romance with life. Don't wait to have this twin flame, to have the twin flame experience. Mm. You create that, you connect to it, you live it, you move into a vibration of it, you feel it, you're doing it, and then your person shows up for you that will fit into that role. What are the different stages of a twin flame relationship? Yeah. So because this is a very magnetic relationship, which is why it's so intense, and it's the chemistry, the chemical connection, the um the frequency that you're vibrating at. And also the, the first phase of that is recognition of the soul imprint that can create an activation within the energy that then begins to take you on a path of like awakening to who you are, what this journey is, all this stuff that we now have a language for that nobody used to know what mirrored souls were or soul contracts very much, or, you know, all this conscious evolutionary journey. Um, Everybody seems to now be speaking a language that nobody was technically taught, but we all know it, right? Because it's the collective consciousness. So we go through this recognition of connecting with a person that creates the sparks and the awakening. And now that awakening, no more than anything is awakening yourself to the memories of past lives and all these things that you just know why you're here and you know you want more fulfillment and you have more desire. But what starts to happen through this, because twin flames are always courted, always connected, incarnated or not, together or not, in separation or not, your souls are communicating a, a language, a love language that can only be felt it can't be heard. So even if you're in a 3D dimension of being able to communicate this fifth dimensional energy that's going on around you, which is like the third body between our inner, we each have like our auras. Okay. So when it comes together, these auras begin to connect in such a way that they create their own body. Now this happens with everybody you meet. It's not just your twin flame. But in with the twin flame, it goes deeper into the soul and the soul contracts and, and on a much deeper scale than just connecting and courting to people. But in that field of energy, you begin to feel a sense of lifted, awakened, vibrant, creative, activated. And then when you start to see these things through this recognition, then all of a sudden, it starts making you think, it starts making you feel, it starts making you see things. And as you're waking up, next thing you know, things start happening in your life that um, typically will turn can turn your whole life upside down. If you need to, if you're in a toxic life, 
and toxic relationships, it will turn your whole life upside down in order to dump out all these um, imperfections and impurities. Mm -hmm. And you begin to go into the separation phase because all of a sudden, typically the female, this is typically the, the feminine component begets, it triggers the wounds and the um, codependencies and everything inside and the insecurities. And so now they, they're in, this is energy, don't have to do a thing. The energy clings to that energy. And the other person without even being told, said, or even asked about the twin flame feels that pull. And it also feels, they feel a sense of things that now within them cause them to look within their self. A lot of times this happens with other karmic partners or karmic relationships. You can be in two different relationships and now you've met Mm -hmm. and now it's like this awakening. It's like, now it makes you think, (laughs) like you just mentioned, it makes you think, oh, what if I'm in the wrong relationship now? So first of all, I would say whether this new person or the old person is or isn't, that's showing you you're not in, in the highest version of a relationship that you could be, regardless of who it is. But now you have a desire for it. Now you're, you know, you're waking up to more. So this then happens on a lot of levels. So typically the masculine feels a sense of this pull you see deep within them. Nobody's ever saw them that deep. It makes them feel things that they don't like to feel, makes them become aware of things, makes them have to face things. And they go into basically isolation within themselves and they separate. And the separation really is they're not separating from you. They're running from themselves. They're not willing to see, feel, or heal those emotions. So I call this runner chaser dynamic, the push pull dynamic and that creates a karmic purge so it's kind of like if we were to get sick think about like how you go through that process and there's a lot of toxicity and then you get the stomach cramps you get the flu and you know you feel all of that it's regurgitating you're you're releasing all of that and then as soon as you do oh i feel better but then there's round two right and now you've done the same thing and so what happens is the minute you remove this toxic energy that's purifying both of your souls it will bring and pull you back together. And that's the other thing I want to say in this. You don't have to plan it out. You don't have to like be worried about when it's going to happen or when it's going to take place because your higher souls and the universe have that planned out for you. So you work on you, you do your work, you become your best version, you you raise your vibration. And the minute you, this happens a lot, I hear with clients and people that message me on social media, I finally let go. And the minute I let go, he comes back mm. and letting go meant energetically. They just knew in their soul, like, I can't do this anymore. I have to move on with my life. I'm going to move past this. And they do. And that person returns. And so then they go through cycles again. But usually that female in this case typically is like, oh, he got it. Now we're going to do it again. Maybe he's, maybe he's going to stay this time. You see, so that's the runner chaser. The minute you choose to stop, like to stop disempowering yourself in this case and start knowing that it doesn't matter that like they contact you only once in a while. Now you got to be available. See, you just disempowered yourself because you're always available. Most people with this whole twin flame journey, they get just these little scraps or these breadcrumbs. But 
they take that like it's the whole piece and then they drop everything to go running to be open to be available. Yeah. And that that's dysfunction. And so what we have to do is come into this place after we go through, like say the soul recognition, the merger that's taken place in the soul. Then we start to go into this place of um, coming out of that runner chaser enough. We finally, what it's all doing is about finding that inner balance. And so you have to come into a place of surrendering yourself to what you're going through, what you need to see, what you need to heal. And that is letting go of your resistance to letting go of all the things that are you've been holding on to, all the programs, um, all the dysfunction, all the toxicities, all the abandonment, all the shame and the guilt, and the not worthy. You know, a lot of people aren't worthy, don't feel worthy of experiencing true love. And so as this happens and you come into this place of surrendering that person and this concept and this idea you begin to now integrate with all of your parts. You begin to become complete. You become whole. You start to find the inner balance in yourself. And I always say it this way. You're finding balance in your head, in your heart. That's a battle. You're finding um, balance between your reasoning and your knowing, which is right brain, left brain. You're finding balance in your higher self and your soul and these contracts and all the stuff that wants to come into you. And then you're finding that in with your lower self, allowing yourself to like know and believe in this journey, first of all, because this whole thing is mastering trust, trust and unlocking truth. So the whole process in the self-mastery is we're unlocking an ancient truth about who we are at the core of our being. And then we're trusting our journey and we're trusting the process and the, you know, and all those virtues that I mentioned that we're learning in the soul's contract to master patience is the number one thing that we're really mastering of all the mastery of all the mastered work is patience. And the patience represents having the realizing there's a timing, a trust, and a tolerance. So the timing of all of this might be you might be getting ready and you might be coming into alignment with yourself and your purpose and the source energy and clearing all that interference and raising your frequency. But then it has to align in the perfect timing because we would limit it if we if we were to technically we'd be settling. Because even though it doesn't feel like settling, it is settling because we're human. We're this huge spirit and a limited body. And what we're to bring into form in this ancient wisdom is bigger than we can see or feel. So we have to get out of the way and allow it to come through us and body and integrate with it so it can manifest into our lives. And then we're finding balance in all of these things I'm talking about. And Finding the unification within and realizing we are the one. And now we start to begin to feel whole and complete and loved. And now we can go into the reunion, which is the other phase with the twin. Um, and so I always say, sometimes you have to let go of your twin flame to find yourself. I love that. I think that's so beautiful. And I would love to ask you, Dr. Harmony, are there any twin flame couples who you look up to or any couples in the public eye who we maybe come across who you would say are the epitome of maybe having a beautiful relationship, whether that be a twin flame relationship or, or not, perhaps? Yes. So there are actually a lot more than we realize. Okay. And, um, and I'm learning that more and more. So 
And the public eye, the number one thing I will say, this dates back to, um, and it's timelines is, is, of how these awakenings and when people did this and came into alignment. So John Lennon and Yoko Ono, they um, were twin flames. Mm -hmm. And the power of that energy and the creation and the connection, I mean, they were back in the 60s. And this whole opening portal to the state ascension process really started then because it came to its peak in 2012. And now we're coming out the other side of the shift of age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius and shifting into the peace, love, harmony. Well, back in the 60s, everything was all about that. It was a movement and it was bringing and ushering that in to, you know, like I was born in the 60s. So I came in in the 60s to help do this really deep karmic clearing to shift this path to move forward. So in that then to um, the other um, couple that I, I have this couple, I don't know how necessarily famous they are, but um, they're famous enough to me. So they're really healers like me. In fact, um, we do a lot of the same work and um, the alignment came of me and this person came from when I was on my bed and could barely even watch anything because I didn't have energy, but she was a goddess doing awakening codes and her name is Regan Hiller. And she's from, I believe it's Australia or New Zealand one. I can't remember which one, but um, her beloved Juan Paul, Juan Paul, and, and it's spelled so interesting. I'm not sure I'm saying it correctly, but I have followed them over the last year and I have set the intention um, being super deeply connected to them and then um, another couple that she actually like they're friends with and they're from the same area and that I've gotten connected to that I recently did a online um, activation with him in a group setting is um, Christoph Melchizedek and his wife uh, that just got married last year, but they've been on this journey for a long time and they call each other soulmates. But I know that, you know, they've harmonized and they are, that's where I'm saying you can, and you go through these things to do what I'm saying. And then you actually, you have your one, but I would say more personally in my lives, they are one. And then I also have another couple that's out of LA that um, I look back and know that even though I didn't know what I knew, I always saw the relationship as what I thought was my ideal relationship. And I always knew I would have that. And that's before I woke up to being the twin flame, you know, or what the twin flame journey was about. So those would be some of the things that I've, you know, done. And, and the really cool thing I will tell you is because I can't tell you how much kind of flack I've taken in this journey of being in the public uh, myself um, and sharing my journey, every step of it along the way, being that open realm real and having thought one person was a twin flame in the book I wrote about. And then, you know, the process of all these teachers and people trying to keep up with me and not understanding it, make it more confusing. And I have so much more coming, but, you know, um, you have to really learn that this is your journey and it's your truth. Because when I finally did meet the one and I am married to the one now, and now I totally know that my soul feels it and I know what that feels like and can understand it differently than I could before. Um, and I don't discredit anything prior because it took everything to get here. And now only am I more evolved, more aware and more heightened in it. But 
people from the outside can see that sometimes and their projection in that, which is really their own reflection is that that's not real or like, how can you be a twin flame expert if you weren't with your twin flame, right? Mm -hmm. Up into that point. And so what I always say is, how could I know how to teach people if I didn't walk the same path? You know, if I was just somebody that instantly had my person Mm -hmm. and didn't go through the whole journey, how would I know what to share? How would I, you know, who you, no one would need to follow me Mm -hmm. for sure, because I wouldn't be able to know what to tell them that was truth, you know, or at least my truth. And that's the other thing you got to realize this isn't cookie cutter. So you want to find your guide and your person. And like you said, kind of the idle couple that, that gives you hope because basically you need to know that this is real. First of all, this is a real journey and these things are really happening. And at the end result, it is real and you can have it. And um, so many people give up on the journey and no, it may just not be that person, but don't give up on the journey. No, I love that. And then I would love to ask you, Dr. Harmony, what is your favorite quote or the mantra you live by? Okay. So I got to say that probably one of my favorite quotes is um, don't let the behavior, don't let the behavior of others rob you of your inner peace. And that's Dalai Lama. And that's because so many things I've, I've went through this dark night of the soul and so many things have happened and so many challenges and so many times I could have allowed myself to give that power away or peace away in this case. And I chose to be like, this is my piece and no one gets to have that much power over me. I love that. And then finally, what books or podcasts on this subject would you recommend to our audience? So first of all, I have a book I've written, Twin Flame Codebreaker. It's available on Amazon. Uh, So I can give you a link if you want. I actually have a YouTube channel and it is all my social media is Twin Flame Expert. And I have a plethora of information and wisdom and knowledge about the whole journey as the ascension process and the twin flame ascension, about the concept and the idea of being able to let go of your twin and how to overcome twin flame obsession. And the list goes on of these playlists and this this information. But in that, what I will also say that I think would be very helpful for people, a lot of people have done a lot of past life clearing and trauma and wound healing. So many people have even been working it lately with their family and overcoming all of these childhood wounds. But what in that process is so important is to know that out of all these lessons that you chose for every life, you chose one for this life too. And until you know the mastery of that lesson and you understand the pattern that you keep repeating in it, you cannot break the tie of what it is for this life until you intentionally set that intention. And we chose our parents for a specific reason to help us with the primary lesson of our lives. So I have a course, an online course for that called Reprogram Your Childhood Wounds that I would highly recommend because it would greatly allow people to see why they chose their parents, what are the patterns, why you're repeating them, why you're attracting the people and partners that keep triggering these wounds into the mirrors, and how can you heal yourself so you can repattern that and reinvent yourself to be the higher version of yourself. So those are the things I have, but I do want to say one more thing that I have that is so exciting. 
I created a twin flame Oracle card deck that was signed with them, the world's largest publisher for card decks about three years ago. And the pandemic has held this up a little bit, but it's a six and a half year project that I created this deck. And the deck represents this ascended mastery of yourself, mastery of yourself actualization process through an 11 step process. And it goes through all of these things that we've talked about today through every part from that soul recognition to coming into unification. And this card deck is coming out and launching um, at the beginning, early March. It would have already been here, but it got held up on a boat. But this card deck is coming out and um, it's so interesting how that card deck has taken my every step of my awakening journey mm. of the twin flame in every twist and turn and in every process and every glitch and every challenge it had represented me in every place. So as this comes out in March is the birth and the rebirth I know of my great ascension. So I'm so excited about it. I'm so, so, so happy you came on to the podcast, Dr. Harmony. What an amazing, powerful conversation. I loved it. I personally have learned so much. I cannot wait to dive in deeper and explore this subject matter even more. The theme that I loved really when it came to our conversation primarily was that it's about yourself and your own journey and about you becoming the best version of yourself. And I just love that because that's so rare to discuss when you're talking about finding the one or your twin flame or soulmate. So I wanted to thank you so much again for coming onto the podcast today. Thank you so much, Scarlett. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. I am your host, Scarlett V. Clark, award-winning founder and CEO of Smart Girl Tribe, the UK's number one female empowerment organization, host of this top-rated podcast, the Smart Girl Tribe podcast, and author. You are my community, my family, so come and follow along for more female empowerment and personal development in our private Facebook group, the Smart Girl Tribe Society, or on Twitter or Instagram at Smart Girl Tribe.